everyone, welcome to episode 161, Fold Free Laundry. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So I like to make our podcast light and fluffy and a mixture of like heavy, like healing your inner child mixed with like, hey, here's a chore chart that works or here's a tattletale box. That's a really cute idea. Or here's the love cup. So I kind of like to mix in the heavy, deep stuff and then also the tactical, tangible, like, hey, do this thing and this is how we do it and then go and make it your own. I like to mix up the curriculum with the heart. So it's like the mind and the heart. So I asked you all, all about your laundry debacles and all about your laundry stress. And I think laundry used to be something that caused me so much stress and agita. And I realized when the kids were sick with the flu, like very many years ago, they were like five and three. I think Lily got it, then Grady got it, then David got it. And it was like five days each. So it was like, it was like a half a month of just so much laundry because I was washing their blankets. I was washing their sheets every day. And then any blanket they touched, I was watching because I didn't want to go to the next person. And then what did it do? It went to the next person. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't stop the spread. Literally. How did I not get sick? Not really sure. I think it was because I was exposed to so many germs when I first started teaching at like 21. And I had kids snotting and sneezing all over me, my, all over me. And I just built up an immune system that was like rock solid. So when I was going through that, I remember thinking, this is never ending. Oh my God. Plus on top of the regular laundry. And I remember having an epiphany going, wait a minute. It's kind of like being in maintenance mode. This is never, ever going away. Because I did think there was a finish line to laundry. And I think conscious parenting is a lot like laundry or keeping your house up or working on a sport. There is no finish line and there is no like destination, so to speak. So I gave up destination addiction of ever, ever, ever thinking I could have a finish line of laundry, just like your to-do list. There's no end game to the to-do list. It's constant maintenance mode. But when you change that mindset, then you don't get so overwhelmed because you're like, oh, this is part of the life. I'm never going to be, you can get to the end of your to-do list. I promise I've done it before. And guess what happens? You enjoy it for like mm, 45 minutes. And then your brain starts thinking of new things and new things and new things and new things. So it never really stops. So you can kind of take the overwhelm away going, oh, this is a journey, not a destination. Oh, there's no finish line. And that means I'm doing it right that there's no finish line. Because I used to think like if I would just finish the laundry, then my stress would go away. But the laundry never goes away. So then the stress is always there. Now, you can stress about laundry, but remember our thoughts create our feelings, which create our actions, which create our results. So go back and listen to the episode called Love Your Laundry, which I will link in the show notes. But I asked you all, what is the most stressful part of laundry? Like which step? Because you have to put in the washer. That's pretty easy. You have to move from the washer to the dryer. That seems easy. Then you move from the dryer to the chair. That seems easy. And then you have to fold it. Then you have to put away. So it's really, what, you have to collect it. That's step one. Then you have to move it. I won't, I won't say press the button is starting. You have to collect it. You have to move it, then you have to move it again, then you have to fold it, and then you have to put it away. So there's really five steps. So in those five steps, what is the hardest part for you? And 99.999 was the folding and putting away. So I am going to teach you a life hack 
that we never, ever, ever have folded laundry in our house. You're like, wait, what? I'm telling you, this is how it works. So in the part of the laundry that you don't like the most, that's what you can farm out to someone else in the family. And that's where chore charts come in. And that's where making it a team effort. So the way that we do laundry is we do it every single day, no matter what. And we always have enough laundry between like sports and between their school clothes and our school clothes, my workout clothes, which I pre-wash in the sink beforehand so I don't stink up all the other clothes. So we always have enough laundry to run it and we're a family of four. But if we didn't, we would throw towels in there or blankets. We also have an energy efficient washer. So that's really helpful that it only uses, it like weighs, I don't know, it's like weighs the amount of clothes that are in there and then uses the amount of water and energy that it needs. But most of the times we have a full load that we run every day. So this could be every other day. This could be once a week. This could be however you want to do it. But I'm going to tell you how we do it. And there's literally very little laundry stress in our family when there used to be so much. So it's almost like my before and after. It's like, okay, here's how I lost 50 pounds. My before is lots of stress, 50 pounds. And here's my after. No 50 pounds, you know, now in a maintenance mode with the losing of the 50 pounds. I'm just using that example. So this is the before and after of laundry. Laundry used to be the 50 pound weight and I was so stressed out and everybody was stressed out. It was awful and it was not fun. And now it's like we're in maintenance mode. So we run it every day. I used to not have hampers and then we used our laundry machine as a hamper. But David, for some reason, didn't like that. So he bought the kids hampers. I'm like, what are you doing buying hampers? This plan worked. So the kids have hampers and, and they thought it was a pain that they had to like walk to the laundry room and like while they're changing to put it in there. So I was like, all right. So I usually collect it, which I'm not a fan of, but it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes I'll do it the night before. And then I always, 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 as I walk out the door when Grady's in school and I start it, I usually collect it the night before and just drop it in there, but not run it. So in the morning, I'm not having to go in the kids' rooms or Lily's room while she's sleeping. Well, she goes in later because of middle school, but next year we'll all be up at the same time. Yikes. So I fill it up. doesn't matter how I fill it up. And then I press go. And then David will hear the little ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Not calling him a ding dong, but ding dong. It's over. And then he moves it to the dryer or the kids do. Depending on who's around, but we want to move it as quickly as possible because I'm really terrified of like mold and like growth and ugh. We were in a moldy house and the kids got really sick and David got really sick. I was kind of sick, but not like they were sick. So I'm a little, a little sensitive and scary to mold because everybody got so sick. That's actually how we found Lily's scoliosis through a random chest x-ray because she couldn't get rid of her cough. But that's a whole nother podcast. So then he moves it to the dryer and then we try to make it, take it out of the dryer as soon as possible so it doesn't wrinkle. But usually Grady will move it to the dryer or someone will move it. I mean, move it to the chair, which for some reason, I don't know why, but my least favorite part of the five steps, I know this sounds weird, is moving it from the washer to the dryer into the dryer to the chair. I know it's so crazy. Like all the other steps, no big deal. Collecting it, not my favorite, but not like something that's going to stress me out. Moving it from the washer to the dryer and the dryer to the chair, those two steps are my least favorite. So I try to farm that out. Between David and he's so tall, he's like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, so he can like get it in one swoop. I think I'm like not tall enough or something. I like almost need a stool because I feel like I'm just constantly digging and it just doesn't ever end. And even when I have to move it to the chair when someone's not around to help, then I like, I, I, I can't get it all in one swoop. I use laundry baskets and stuff like that, but I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like a pain. So it's the bending over. I know, first world problems. We're lucky we even have a washer and dryer. Believe me. I know that after our trip to Cuba. So then when it's on the chair, this is key. 
This is where you don't fold. Anybody can do this. And I think the reason why we started doing this was because the kids were little and they didn't know how to fold clothes and they know how to like match up socks. So all we do is we sort it by humans that are in the house and we lay it flat. So like David's clothes, as long as it's like, his is probably the ones that wrinkles the most, but the kids clothes and stuff like that. If it's coming up freshly out of the dryer, then you just lay it flat. And like, if I have a, I'm just trying to think, I'm just trying to like think logistically. Like usually I'll do it on a chair and then the top of the chair will be all of David's stuff. And then the two armrests will be Lily and Grady's stuff, opposite sides. And I just lay it flat. And then I usually throw mine in a, uh, on the table because I'm going to bring it right with me. And so you lay it flat so there's no wrinkles. And then each person gets to put their own away how they want to put it away. Like David, he has a very particular way of folding his shirts and hanging up certain things and his socks and his undies and all that stuff and his shorts. He is very meticulous about it, okay? Lily's pretty meticulous. Grady just throws it all in the drawer and hangs up his t-shirts and his collared shirts. And then I don't fold anything. Like I might roll my like yoga pants, but they don't really wrinkle. And then my t-shirts I hang up and then any type of workout stuff, I just kind of throw in the, I just throw in the drawer and I have it all sectioned off in the drawer. There's like these little drawer dividers that I have. So like all my workout shorts are on one side next to a divider, but there's, it's just because they're in that, like they're in that workout material, dry fit material. They don't ever have to be folded. I mean, it looks nice to go in there and do that. And that's how David does it. But that doesn't, isn't really neat necessarily how I want to do it because I'm just going to use it the next day anyway. And another life hack tip is because we do laundry and it has to be put away by the same day. So you have to put, because there's not a lot, the pile isn't that large. So your brain goes to say, oh, I'll do that later. And then you're, and then you just say, nope, I'm going to five, four, three, two on it. I'm going to do it right now. So you get it over with because it's such a, it's like a manageable pile versus like this huge pile. Oh, I'll put it away later. And then it just builds and builds and builds. It's kind of like Grady just did a 500 piece puzzle. I posted about it on Instagram and um, Facebook and the puzzle, when he first laid it out, it was so overwhelming. It was so hard for me to get started. And I noticed there was like these letters on the back of the back of the puzzle pieces. I'm like, what is this? What are these letters? I'm like, OMG, this is the most genius thing ever. It was like a cheat sheet for the puzzle because you saw it was a 500 piece puzzle and it had sectioned off into sections, all the A's, all the B's, all the C's, all the D's, all the way A through I. So instead of doing a 500 piece puzzle, he did a 50 piece puzzle 10 times and he finished so lickety split fast because it was almost like, it was like his training wheels to do a 500 piece puzzle, which is a lot for him. He can do a 251 without any assistance, but this was like his training wheels of how to sort it. And when you were looking at the planets, they all looked the same. So it was so overwhelming that he wasn't starting because it was so overwhelming. Then once we realized the letters, I was like, I'll help you with the, sort the letters. And then he just went to town and it was so easy and he finished so fast. And it's the same thing when you break anything down into smaller sections, your brain says, oh, I can do this. It's going to take me literally like, it takes like, I want to say like 47 seconds to put away our laundry because I just throw it in the drawer and they're all divided by, they have the dividers in there and the hanging clothes take the longest. So sometimes I'll just leave the hanging clothes kind of laying flat in my closet on the shelf. And then I'll wear the same. If you ever see me from back to back days, I wear the same stuff, like the same workout clothes, the same stuff just to like pick up the kids at school because 
I don't, I'm too lazy to hang it up. So I'm like, oh, I'll just wear that shirt tomorrow. I'll put that shirt on right now. So the same thing for your kids, when they have that 500 piece puzzle, that seems overwhelming. But so if they have a huge pile of clothes that they need to put away, they're probably like, oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. It's too overwhelming for the brain. But when they have a smaller bite size pile, it's a lot easier to put away. Kind of like Grady with his 500 piece puzzle. And if the kids are younger, then they can just put away their jammies and then you can help them with the hanging clothes. Remember, I told you randomly, I made up a rule. When you turn 10, you're doing your own hanging clothes. No idea where that came from. Makes no sense. But that's the thing about parenting. You're making it all up as you go and you get to make it up however you want. And then you're like, oh, that doesn't work. That seemed too young for them or that's too old for them. If I could go back, I would have had them hanging their clothes like at age five. But I can't go back in time. But you just have to look at your child and it's like, all right, why don't I do the collar shirts and you do the, the t-shirts? So then they can kind of see you like doing it with them and then you slowly but surely pull away and you're like you're, you're good you can hang up all the shirts now you can do the if they're two that you can just do the jammies and then when they're a little bit older they can do the jammies plus the, the shorts and then you slowly but surely give them more and more and more we were talking about how we gradually pull away the support but not from a place of lack of love but from a place of teaching them life skills and pulling away and it's so slow and so gradual. It's kind of like when I think about opening the kids' water bottles, I used to like start it for them and I would hand it to them out of the refrigerator and then they would open it. I'm like, whoa, you opened it from scratch. Look, go you. And then eventually, slowly but surely, I stopped starting it for them and they didn't even know what I was doing in the, in the first place. And then over time, they're opening water bottles and getting them out of the fridge on their own. So when you see it on a small version, like with laundry or with dishes, like, okay, you can't put away all the dishes because you're only two. What if you just did the spoons? What if you just did the plastic spoons? What if you just did the red cups? And then slowly but surely, okay, you think today you can do the red and green cups. And you slowly but surely give them more responsibility, more life skills. And they might do it slower. They might do it different. Grady mixes up all his collared shirts with his t-shirts where I like to have the top rack always collared like uh, school shirts and his bottom rack more just like his play shirts and his baseball shirts and stuff like that. But he doesn't do it that way. So guess what? I move on. Not a big deal. Not a fish I want to fry. It's first world problems. It's no big thing but a chicken wing. So you have to let go of a lot of that control and a lot of that like this is the way it should be and just like let them figure it out kind of like they said in the uh, in the post that we talked about last week. So this is a way that you never have to fold another piece of laundry again and you can do it however you want and then each person within the family gets to put their clothes away in the way that they want to and the piles are much more manageable and not so overwhelming. And you just have to sort it by human. And guess what? Anybody can do that at any age. They know whose shirt. And David always puts my clothes in Lily's pile and vice versa. No big thing but a chicken wing. And I'm sure when Grady gets older, I'll be putting Grady stuff in David's pile. So that will happen. But you never have to fold another piece of laundry again. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.